0: Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Polly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org.
1: This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships,
0: your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle.
1: This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles.
0: And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order.
1: So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our Polly off. Oh, hello, Polyam fam. Hello, hello, hello. Let's pour out our hearts today. (laughs) I'm Milla. I'm Monsada. And I heart you. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. So this is the day after our anniversary. Happy three year anniversary. Happy
0: three years. It's
1: been so good. I heart you.
0: I heart you. I know. We're so mushy right now.
1: And this Friday?
0: This coming Friday.
1: Is... The big VD. VD, <laughs> venereal disease. No Valentine's day.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> and you can still use cream, <laughs> but for a different reason.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Happy soon-to-be Valentines.
1: So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about the day of love, <laughs> or venereal diseases. Yeah. We're still not sure which.
0: It could go both ways.
1: I bet a lot of our listeners. <laughs>
0: <about things. laughs> So yes, here we are, full of love. I know uh, you know, Valentine's gets talked about a lot in the polyamory community and ethical non-monogamy in general, so
1: Yeah, it's the day of love, romance and entertaining crushes and secret admirers. Ooh. For some of the people in our polyamory community and outside. It's the day and it's like a poem of tender nothings whistling through the air. <laughs> getting a romantic high on love Ooh. for other people that talk about it it's a day of dread <laughs> a day to avoid social media a joyless mockery of false affection <laughs> for a monogamous couple it's a time to fall in love with each other all over again yet for polyamorists It becomes a scheduling nightmare. Dun, dun, dun! So let's take the time to talk about the day of love.
0: I know. It's it's like there's so many pros and cons to it, you know? And it really depends on who you talk to. I, for one, tend to have a positive outlook on things. Although it does stress me out, especially when there's multiple people involved.
1: Yeah. So it kind of harkens back to a couple of conversations we might have had about scheduling holidays or birthdays. Where maybe for those who celebrate their life in ethical non-monogamy, they block out that day, Valentine's Day, and they schedule their dates on adjacent days or any of the days that week.
0: And that's something that I'm going to touch on actually at the end of the episode with some takeaway advice kind of a thing.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: So what do you look forward to? Are you on the happy side of valentine's where you enjoy the love week or are you more full of dread when it comes to valentine's and the being a lot of people say they're forced to show their affection and love i just want to show it whenever i want i don't want to be forced into showing it on this day
1: right well i have a couple of different views like if you listen to the bonus content from our patreon Mm -hmm. episode the other day i did also mention that It feels like the more masculine-energied person in a relationship seems to often be the one who has to pour their heart and soul and hard-earned money into it. (laughs) More pressure on you. While the more effeminate in the relationship seems to be able to just reap all the rewards. (laughs) So in some ways, I feel like it's almost that... That gender role issue, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Now, if you can get past that and celebrate the love and the joy, you get to have the opportunity to share the holiday. Right. Where I like pouring out my affection on that day because for me, it's yet another reason to celebrate being with a person I care about. It's not, oh, I just remembered that I care about you on this day. It's Yet another reason to shower you with affection. Shower this other partner with affection. It's another reason to say, hey, I love being with this person.
0: So you don't feel forced into it or anything. It's just something that you do on the regular anyway. Yeah. And
1: this is just another excuse to do it some more. Right. It's For me, it's like an anniversary. We also just had our anniversary. We did. And I enjoyed surprising you. And I enjoyed... (laughs) doing the date stuff with you i don't need an anniversary and i don't need a valentine's day to remind me to show you that i love you right it's just a fun way to celebrate life a little bit more around that feeling
0: kind of take a break from the day-to-day crap that goes on and remember to maybe focus a little bit more on that feeling of love yeah yeah
1: now in general i know that i've maybe not been so good at this, but I do like throughout the year doing things and showing affection and getting gifts and doing surprises. I like doing that stuff throughout the year. Yeah. It's just a little extra in this time.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt that sure it's all commercialized and whatnot, but that also means there's a lot of cute stuff out right now. Right. And that's
1: (laughs) another great advantage. You go to the store. You can, go to, you can go to the gas station, and there's going to be something. You'd be like, oh, I really want to get that, because and this partner would love that.
0: Really? We could stock up on that crap, and then hold, like hoard it, and hold on to it, and then throughout the year, be like, oh, look at this cute stuffed animal I have for you that I bought last Valentine's Day. Right.
1: Get it on clearance the day after.
0: Yeah, but then you've got all the cute stuff, and you don't have to wait for this time of the year for it to come out, because yeah. you already have a closet full of it.
1: Right. However... It wouldn't work so well in general with a nesting partner, because a nesting partner probably knows all your hiding spots.
0: Maybe, but how often do you really go in my closet?
1: Hmm, Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) I mean, I do have a couple of spots you would not check.
0: I don't know. I mean, if I knew you were hiding something.
1: What about if I put it in the attic?
0: Oh, God. Dude, there is creepy (laughs) ghost girls living up there. I'm sure of it. Yeah, they are. What is what is that movie that I reference every time? So our attic is opens into the garage, and it's got one of those fold-down ladders. Like, you pull it down, and it unfolds. Right. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a it. collapsible ladder. A collapsible ladder. And he was putting some boxes up there for storage when we first moved in. And there's a movie, a horror, scary movie, where there is it The Grudge? I think it's The Grudge. Maybe. Where there's like a creepy ghost girl that lives up in the attic and then, you know, she peers down and, oh, it's, cr- oh my God, the dog just walked in while I'm talking about a scary movie. <laughs> Holy crap balls. Whoo! Loki, our wiener dog, is um very dark black shade of fur. Our hardwood floor is very dark. So the white door opened and I saw nothing opening it because he <laughs> blended in with the floor. Huh! Heart attack. All right.
1: So anyway, back to Valentine's Day. In
0: the attic, I would not go up there.
1: Exactly my point.
0: Frightening. Total sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) My heart is racing.
1: All right. So what about you? What do you feel about it? How do you like to celebrate it? Do you like to celebrate it?
0: I do like to celebrate it. See, and I struggle on the gender role specifically Because there's stuff, you know, like, I want to send you flowers, you know, and there's things that as much as I know you would appreciate it, like, uh, I really want to send you a giant bouquet of sunflowers at some point, just for no reason at all, because I know you love sunflowers, and they're bright and shiny, and I know they'll make you smile. How hard is it to find a bouquet of sunflowers? I've looked before. It's awful. So, trying to find a man masculine man, something to I am a man. I identify yes, as a man, yes.
1: yes.
0: Something loving, mushy, romantic to give you isn't necessarily as easy as somebody who enjoys a typical flower bouquet or chocolates right. or a romantic poem, um, which I have written you a poem in the past.
1: That was you wrote that on the day that we Started dating, yeah. It was really close to Valentine's Day,
0: and when we started dating, yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I still have it framed, and it's hanging in the house, it
0: is, it's on our wall, yeah. But the other things I've seen, which I think there's more of, which kind of makes it nice for those masculine partners, there is like beef jerky arrangements. Oh, yeah, I'd be all over that, yeah. And there's instead of chocolates. It's little, like, jerky things or meat on a stick. Oh, what was the other thing? Well, they do
1: the candy bar things. They do, and I know you like like the candy
0: bars. I've seen cigar stuff. That's always a good one. But there was something else specifically the other day. Oh, well, I can't think of it now. But they're starting to put out more masculine gift ideas for Valentine's Day, which I love. It makes it so much nicer and gives me ideas for things.
1: Well, and that's another thing, too, is because I have had... Woman partners in the past who don't go for the typical feminine type right. gifts. So, a bouquet of beef jerky would have been amazing for this partner that I had yeah. who doesn't care about flowers.
0: Right, right, right. Well, in general, so again,
1: take the gender out of it and just find stuff that says, hey, I really dig you. Yeah. And this is a token of my affection.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we talk about, like, flower bouquets and stuff, which are beautiful, they're nice, but then they die, and then it's sad, and you have to have, like, a funeral. (laughs) It's so sad. I love succulents. Mm -hmm. Get me a living plant, like a succulent, that I can keep alive, and every time I water it, and I'm like, oh, our little love plant is growing.
1: She says this, I got her a bouquet of flowers (laughs) for our anniversary last week. Yeah. So... Just They're beautiful.
0: I love them. And I smelled them.
1: Well, I've, I've gotten you succulents before. Yes. And I thought I'd do something a little different. Yeah. And they were pretty roses. And a little roses, traditional.
0: Pretty roses. And I don't know what the other purple thing was in them. And the leaves were so dark and deep green. Yeah. The green was actually really pretty in that bouquet. Yeah.
1: I saw the bouquet and I was like, she's got to have
0: it. Yeah. And the roses, there were some traditional red ones, mm-hmm. but then there were some like light pink ones. Yeah. So pretty.
1: I know how to pick out flowers.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I do celebrate it. I like to give gifts. Uh, The other thing that we did this year is we made one of those uh, love books.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, we pieced together, I was going to do it as a surprise for you, and the more I looked, it has like 46 pages in it or something, and you can make it custom to your experience in your relationship, and I thought, you know, this would be kind of fun to do as an experience together as a couple. Yeah. So, that's another thing that I did this year.
1: Yeah, it turned out really well. Yeah. So, you do enjoy celebrating Valentine's Day. I do enjoy celebrating Valentine's Day. Not everybody does. Right. We so, hear that a
0: lot online. Right.
1: There are there are people that just don't care. They're like Valentine's atheists.
0: <laughs> just another day on the calendar.
1: atheists.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and then there are anti-Valentine's Dayers. Yes. The anti-VD. <laughs> I mean, I'm anti-VD at times, too. You're anti-Valentine's Day? Oh. So we're going to... Talk about celebrating anti-Valentine's Day. All right. Because we have been pretty mushy so far. And <laughs> we're talking about lovey stuff. And we will get back to that. But we want to get for everybody a little something. Yeah. So for those of you who don't like Valentine's Day, we are going to come up with a couple of ways to celebrate the dreaded day of fake commercial love.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can do that. By maybe well okay before we talk about that why would you not like celebrating Valentine's Day?
0: Well, I think it comes down to I mean personal preference on things always, but me personally, I have had years where I didn't like it, and usually it's because I'm alone, I don't have anyone to celebrate with, and that bums me out.
1: Okay, so celebrating alone. There are some people who initially did love celebrating Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, and so like they start dating. On Valentine's Day and then break up and then so that special day is now a hated day right or, a or, they hurtful got, day.
0: or they got broken up with on Valentine's
1: right so there's plenty of reasons why you don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day you could just not like the commercialism of it like I've mentioned already a couple of times same reason that I'm not a big fan of Christmas yeah
0: it's
1: just Money grabs, you know. Maybe, maybe you're diabetic and you just hate all the chocolate. Yeah. I don't, you know. Everyone has their own reasons. So if you really dislike it and you don't want to conform to all of the lovey <laughs> mushiness, anti-mush. So for those of you out there who want to not celebrate the happy lovey stuff, or maybe just want to throw an angry party or whatever, <laughs> I got tips for you. So you can throw your anti-Valentine's bash. And limit the people attending Mm -hmm. to single people.
0: Well, that'd be kind of fun. Or
1: people that don't have someone to celebrate. Yeah. Like, say, I have another partner, and then on that Valentine's Day specifically, I've decided to go out with that partner. Yeah. And you're at home like, well, now what am I going to do? Right. Well, I ain't got a partner. I'm going to this Valentine's, anti-Valentine's bash. Yeah. So there's that. And then you could also, during this, or... Just in the day of Valentine's, you can hand out black roses.
0: Oh, so many good ideas. Yeah. I kind of want to be a part of that. Can we just break up for like a minute?
1: Yeah, I want to.
0: That would be fun. We should. Okay.
1: You can exchange gag gifts, you know, like whoopee cushions or stink bombs.
0: No, why has it got to be like fart based? Oh, you know,
1: like itching powder?
0: No, that does not sound good.
1: The gum that snaps when you try to pull a piece out. No. Or the uh, cigarette loads you put in the end of a cigarette. What is
0: wrong with you?
1: Gag gifts. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You can also, what can you also do?
0: Things and stuff.
1: If you don't want it to be a love themed, you can throw a different, like a Western theme. Everyone dresses up as a cowboy or something. Oh,
0: that's fun. Yeah. So I totally was reading your research article. Yeah. And where it says like, um, order Valentine's Day pinata. Let everyone take turns smacking it. I read that line to say something along the lines of filling your Valentine's Day piñata with Tums, where it says, everyone take turns, everyone tries the Tums that come out of the piñata. That's weird. I, I thought so, too.
1: Okay, so you can fill a piñata full of Tums. Yeah, it's a good and time. everyone can take Tums, smacking it.
0: They've got heartburn. <laughs>
1: Valentine's is stressful. Right, heartburn, Tums. Yeah. It does actually work, strangely <laughs> enough. That's really weird. I don't, I don't know why that works. You could do your own Valentine's Day cards, do all the same hearty, lovey stuff, and instead of writing like, be mine, or you're one and only, write some nasty shit in it. (laughs) Go piss up a rope.
0: I was (laughs) also thinking like a dartboard. Make your pretty card, and then throw darts at it. Oh
1: yeah, you could do that. (laughs) You could do that at your anti-Valentine's Day party. If you are more of a valentatheist. (laughs) Yeah. You could, instead of doing romantic stuff, and if you don't have all that Bernie Bernie inside of you, you could just invite a friend out to dinner all platonic-like. Right. And just hang out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you know
1: someone who's single. They're going to be bored. You want to make a friend smile. That's going to be one of my tips later, too. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) You could also dress up your pet and have a dinner date with your pet. That's just
0: sad. I mean... I mean, I love the pets, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that.
1: I think it would be good. And then you could film it and then put it on YouTube. (laughs) I'd watch that. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely watch that. (laughs) Maybe just do some self-care. Go for a jog, listen to music, or take a bath. A romantic candlelight bath by yourself and your vibrator.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a great day to me. (laughs) I've, I've got some pitfalls here okay i mean when when we were sitting down and talking about doing this episode like there's some common speed bumps that you can run into with valentine's day approaching uh when you live in an ethically non-monogamous lifestyle it's not so easy to maneuver valentine's day right i mean couples privilege is kind of the top pitfall for polyam folks around this holiday i think making assumptions and trying to compete with your meta ties for a close second pitfall and in my opinion, those are followed up in third by leaving out your non-romantic partners and friends. So we talk about Valentine's Day being a day of love. Uh, you don't have to romantically love someone to celebrate them on this day. And oftentimes, it's so much about the couple because it's a monogamous type holiday. It's,
1: yeah, it's definitely developed toward the monogamous culture right. the way that it's celebrated today.
0: So then ethically non-monogamous folks and polyam folks tend to, okay, cool. Well, I've got multiple partners. So they take this monogamous holiday, make it poly with all the loving of the partners, but they still tend to leave out the friends or even the solo poly partners that they have. We tend to kind of hunker down into our hierarchy type couples or our triads. Mm -hmm. And we forget those other people that we still celebrate love with.
1: Yeah, like maybe you have a partner who's a relationship anarchist. Mm -hmm. Or an asexual partner that because you don't think about the getting the freaky, you might not be as inclined to say, oh, I want to send a romantic cuddly card to them or something.
0: Absolutely. So here's some of my tips to avoid these main pitfalls that I just mentioned. Keep your solo poly partners in mind. Don't cut them out. Don't cut out the third from your triad situation. Just because V-Day is typically so couple-centered. Maybe throw a group event, like you were talking about the anti-Valentine's event. Throw a group Valentine's love event. And invite everybody. Include all your loved ones. Just try to consider them before making plans.
1: Right. Yeah, you can totally throw... A cuddle puddle? Yeah. A pro-Valentine's cuddle puddle?
0: Absolutely. Also, don't make assumptions. Don't assume that you know what your partners want or don't want about this holiday. If you talk about what they expect from the holiday, and if your partner is asking you these things, be honest. Don't say that you don't care about it and it's just another day, but then get upset when they don't make plans. You just told them it's just another day.
1: I have been in that trap right before it's horrible (laughs) it sucks
0: and i mean i've done the one i've been the one saying it too not intentionally but just don't want to put pressure on my partner so right you know no don't worry about it i don't want anything i don't expect anything but you and i have grown so much in our relationship we know that that's really not open communication right being a totally honest i would never say that to you if i was like i really want to do something for valentine's day i might not know what But I want to do something.
1: Oh, princess. I got to say, I don't think that you have any problem at all telling me what you want. (laughs) I know. I'm so good at this communicating thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And along with not making assumptions and communicating, don't compare your Valentine's Day experience with your metas. Each experience is different because the people involved and what you're doing is different.
1: Oh, yeah. That's also a trap I've fallen into. (laughs) Not where I've compared with a meta, but my partners have compared their Valentines together. Right. And it's great being that <laughs> person who's now hearing it from both sides like, oh, you went and did this with that person. Oh, you went and got that person that thing. And here's the thing.
0: So, what you're saying is you like being the hinge.
1: <laughs> oh, I've loved it every single time. Here's the thing, and I'm going to tell everyone now like, all this aside, You are crafting your experience with each partner individually and unassociatedly from anyone else. When you are spending time with this partner and you are creating your memories with this partner, you're doing it with that relationship in mind. And it is going to be different than when you do it with that partner or the partner over here. Every single relationship is its own independent relationship no matter how closely everyone's connected, whether you're a hinge or in a triad or a quad or a W, take the time and build your relationship the way that you want to with each partner. And when your partners are discussing or having issue, it's okay to say, look, I didn't get a gift like this for you. Because it doesn't match our relationship. Or because I I didn't feel like it was something that would work for us. That's okay. This whole comparison thing and feeling like, oh, I got this person this thing. Now I have to get that person that thing. (laughs) That gets hard. And sometimes it's more trouble than it's worth. Take care of each relationship as its own thing.
0: Right. For example, let's say you were to take me to go see Frozen because it's going to be a new uh theater musical in portland
1: well that would never happen but yeah we'll go with that
0: hypothetically right you know it's something i would enjoy it makes sense for our dl dynamic that works for us and then let's say you've got another partner and you take her to the potion shop in downtown vancouver very different experiences different partners i still might be like oh man i really love that potion shop i want to go and i might feel that envy Mm -hmm. kick in There's nothing wrong in saying, hey, I'd really love an experience with you at that place, too. It doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, why did you take her and not me? Yeah. Well, you took me to my experience that only works for you and me. But I could say that, hey, I'd really enjoy doing that in our time as well. There's a difference between comparing it and being all pissed off and upset versus, hey, I'd really enjoy that.
1: Communicating an interest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, it's going to be framed in how your relationship works. What you and I look at in the potion shop downtown is going to be very different from what you and another partner look at in the potion shop.
1: Exactly. And then we'll talk about comparisons in another episode. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. I, we keep teasing it and we don't get to it. I know. But we will.
0: Just like the breakup. We tease that a lot, too. Yeah, we
1: two months. <laughs> so we're going to go back to your example yeah. also because there's an aspect of that that had some reality to it. I detest Frozen. Right. But let's just say I did take you to Frozen the musical mm-hmm. because I know how much you adore Frozen and I'll sit through 2 hours of crap just to <laughs> see you smile.
0: Yeah. And sing along. And they would be singing along.
1: Right. And then I and I'd bring earplugs. Yes,
0: yes. And
1: then I have this other partner who knows I hate Frozen but when That partner finds out, I take you to Frozen. They're like, really? You go do that with her? I thought you hated that shit. Yeah. And then they're starting to almost question you. Yeah. That's another aspect that you need to be mindful of. And that's another time where you can say, look, I don't like Frozen, but I'm willing to do something for my partner who does. And that's called compassion.
0: And compromise. Yeah. Yeah. So my third and final tip to avoid some of these pitfalls is the one about avoiding, hurting, or excluding your non-romantic friends and people. Mm. Do something small for them. Sure, we can throw a big party and invite them all and do this anti-Valentine's Day thing or do a big group party. But if you do something small, even if it's, you know, just a lovely note or a small gesture, keeping them in mind and celebrating all your relationships and love will make them feel considered and important In your life so it doesn't even have to be a big thing you know you can buy a single rose you can make a homemade card you can send them something online that lets them know that they're on your mind today so it's a day of love and they thought about you
1: I did something kind of similar at a job once yeah it was I think it was around Valentine's Day and it was it hundred percent was because there was a girl that I was having an affair with. Yeah. At my job. Yeah. And I wanted to get her something special in front of everybody,
0: <laughs> which the, is always the best. Like flowers well,
1: delivered at work is fantastic. Right. Yeah. Well, there was already a lot of gossip going around. I was kind of seen as the company whore. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of girls were either trying to get with me or supposedly already had gotten with me. Right,
0: the rumor mill and businesses.
1: I'm kind of a flirt sometimes. I guess that had something to do with it. (laughs) Anyway, there was one girl I was actually having an affair with. Yeah. And the manager was her husband's friend, Mm -hmm. good friend. And they just let me go because of the rumor mill. Right. So I was like, watch this. So I ordered her a dozen roses. Yeah. But I didn't want anyone else to feel left out. So I got some of the other people I was close to, a half a dozen roses. Yeah. And then some other people, three roses. And then a bunch <laughs> of other people, one rose. So <laughs> on one day, on the Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. there was like 150 roses delivered to this job. Bullshit. All distributed to all these people. Yep. And they had to call them up all one to the front time. office, one at a time. <laughs> And all these girls got roses through both of these assembly lines. And the boss was fuming. So it was petty, but I was young. Oh, it
0: was cute though. And it was funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, make sure you get your friends something.
0: Something small. <laughs> don't even have to get it for them, but do something for them.
1: As a suggestion, obviously you don't have to if you don't want to. I kind of struggle with Valentine's Day in a sense that... I do see it as a romantic and affectionate kind of day. Right. It is a time for romantic love in my brain. And that might be carryover from monogamous life or whatever. And this just happened a week or two ago. We were walking through the store and there are Valentine's cards out already. And there was Valentine cards for like your children and (laughs) your brother or sister or your parents. Right. And I struggle with that because it's supposed to be a romantic love time of year and then all these family Valentines. So in my head, the two don't connect well. Yeah. So in that sense, like, I might have a harder time doing a Valentines thing for a friend. Right. And if you also experience that feeling that's okay you don't have to right like these are all just suggestions helpful ideas something that if you want to take away anything that we say you can and if you don't want to you don't have to it's your life you do it how you want
0: yeah and we try to just give a range of things because we know that our listener base there are people from all over the world listening and every gender and every sexual identity and there's such a diverse group of listeners we don't want it to be this is how you do it. It's my way or the highway. So right. take what you want. Don't take anything. Turn us off. I don't care. Do your thing.
1: Well, don't turn us off. Come <laughs> on. You like this. I mean, but really, this show is kind of an open sandbox discussion.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's our experiences, really. Right.
1: And you take what you want and you don't take what you don't want. Yeah. So it's easy enough. Bella. Yes. If your aunt ran off to get married, what would you call her?
0: If my aunt ran off to get married. A married aunt?
1: An antelope.
0: Oh! (laughs) An antelope. At first I was thinking antelope, right? Like the word antelope. Antelope. Right. And I'm like, oh, but why is my aunt now an antelope? I don't understand. (laughs) And then I was like, oh no, she eloped.
1: There
0: you go. (laughs) I'm on it.
1: Okay, I got another one for you. I'm scared. One morning, Emma woke up with a start. Her husband, Jim, asked what was the matter. She told him, I just had a dream that you gave me a pearl necklace for Valentine's Day. What do you think it means? Uh
0: Uh-oh. I'm scared. Her husband
1: says, you'll know tonight. Uh Uh-huh. That evening, Jim got home with a small package and gave it to his wife. Delighted, Emma opened it. Uh
0: Uh-oh.
1: Only to find a book entitled... The meaning of dreams.
0: Oh, all right then. <laughs> I guess my brain was hanging out in the gutter.
1: <laughs> I'll just go live over there in Dirtyville. So, Valentine's Day is not always the sweet, sugary thing that we think it is. We've talked about anti Valentine's Day. Yeah. One of the things that I've always found interesting is the origins or the root of Valentine's Day.
0: Saint Valentine.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Which is funny because, first off, the history isn't solid. There's some embellishment, some game of telephone, some rumors, not enough physical evidence to say exactly what happened. Right. For instance, St. Valentine could have potentially been three different people, (laughs) I guess. One was a St. Valentine who was martyred, In Africa, one was St. Valentine of Rome, Mm -hmm. and another was Valentine of Tierney. At any rate, all were martyred. Right. All were... (laughs) (laughs) But the one where they seemed to point at the most was... And again, not all of this could be true, not all of it could be fiction. The storytelling through history. Right. So, supposedly, the Roman leader, Claudius II, determined that single men made better soldiers and outlawed marriage for young men. Oh, good. And there was St. Valentine, who didn't believe in that crap. And so he went around performing secret marriages <laughs> and got caught and got jailed. And while he was jailed, there was some story about the jailer's daughter. Like the jailer had a lot of people in his family. Yeah. But the daughter was blind and he cured her blindness.
0: Valentine did? Yeah. Hmm.
1: While in jail. Yeah. Because she'd visit him frequently, oh. which isn't creepy. Hopefully, this child is An of adult? age. Yeah. Right. But apparently, he was also affectionate toward her, and would write her letters. And the legend says <laughs> that the night before his murder, the last letter he wrote was signed "Your Valentine." Oh. And theoretically, that's how it carried over. the The, the problem is, I don't know that there was enough factual evidence that Claudius outlawed marriage. Yeah. In fact, when he would send the soldiers out to conquer the Goths, he was like, Take women as your own. It's called good. Do your thing. So
0: Okay, but where does Cupid come in? Because a flying man in a diaper with a bow and arrow, I that's mean a come on. Question.
1: So Cupid is actually in Roman mythology the god of love. The Greek counterpart is Eros. And so he's all he is a winged chubby little baby guy (laughs) the wings supposedly represent the fact that lovers are flighty oh and the youthfulness represents the irrationality of love and then the bow and arrow has always been a symbol of power in ancient mythology
0: yeah i mean i think it would have been perfect if saint valentine when he died after writing his last love letter died and then came back as the god of love cupid
1: That would be great.
0: Right? So like this army dude who performs all these marriages and stuff against the law or whatever comes back as a flying diaper god with an arrow? I think that's great.
1: That's pretty good. Another interesting point of reference about the history of Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. is there is some scholarly discussion about the origins of Valentine's Day overlapping or dominating The tradition of Lupercalia, which is the Romans, before, you know, the Christian Roman business happened. Right. The Romans would celebrate Lupercalia, and it was a festival for the gods Faunus, Romulus, and Remus. Hmm. And the Romans had this big old thing, and... It went so far as they'd go up in the hills and sacrifice a goat. Yeah. And strip off... Was it a goat or a donkey? Regardless, they'd strip off pieces of its flesh, you know, the hair the hide, and dip it in the blood, and then come back to town slapping people with this bloody hide.
0: Are you fucking kidding me right now?
1: No. The thing is... They wouldn't, like, meanly slap them. They just, I don't, you know...
0: Don't wobble. smack me with your bloody hide!
1: The thing is, is that the women would hope to get hit with it.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Because it meant that they were marked for love and fertility.
0: The scarlet letter is the goat hide. Sure. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> well... Love
0: and fertility.
1: The The popular theory in scholarly circles is that Christianity in an attempt to convert and Christianize pagan beliefs and pagan systems in order to get the pagan people on board with the Christian belief system is they co-mingled the Valentine's Day or the St. Valentine's mythology in around the time of this festival of feasts yeah. so that they could Christianize it and get people on board with Christianity.
0: Gotcha.
1: The other side of that discussion is that there has been no real statement of romantic love involved in the Valentine's stuff until about the 1400s, hmm. which is well after the Roman Empire. Yeah. So it's all kind of up in the air, <laughs> but it's all fun to talk about. So I thought I'd share that with you as discombobulated as all of those stories were. There you go.
0: No, I think it's really interesting to hear where some of it comes from. Or at least, you know, some of the lore and the stories.
1: Right. Okay, I got another one for you. Okay. S- switch things around because got a little dark. A little history,
0: history-esque.
1: A little history-esque. Teacher. So Mike walked into a post office just before Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. He couldn't help noticing a middle-aged, balding man standing in a corner sticking love stamps on bright pink envelopes with hearts all over them. The man got out a bottle of Chanel perfume from his pocket and started spraying scent over these envelopes. Hmm. By now, Mike's curiosity had gotten the better of him, and so he asked the man why he was sending all those cards. The man replied, I'm sending out 500 Valentine cards signed, guess who? Oh, no. But why? Asked Mike. Because I'm a divorce lawyer.
0: (laughs) That's good. I mean, cute. So whatever your...
1: Whatever Valentine's Day means to you. It could be any number of things. So whether you're a divorce lawyer or (laughs) young lovers...
0: Or a flying man in a diaper with an arrow...
1: Yeah, Yeah. or a polycule that can't stand commercialized hearts. However you plan on celebrating it, if you plan on celebrating it at all, fuck it, go out and fuck somebody.
0: (laughs) Make it a day of sex.
1: That's a good question. Uh, Was it a question? Hold up. Before we finish this episode. Yes. Sex and Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, like, do you expect sex on Valentine's
1: Day? I don't ever expect sex. Right, well, I mean, but, that's not I mean, good is to the just idea, expect it. Right, is the idea that sex is a possibility. I've known people who think that just because it's Valentine's Day, they're going to get some. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a good conversation to have, is what to expect and not to expect from partners on Valentine's Day. Or, more accurately... To remember that there's no obligation for sex
0: no obligation for sex we talked about expectations talk to your partner yeah you know hey i would really like for after some dinner tonight for us to have some sexy time what do you think about that
1: right i think that's a great way of doing it you could also ask what they are in the mood for instead of saying what you're in the mood for first get a feel for what they're in the mood for if yeah. that's something that you want to pursue also, if it's not something you want to pursue, make it clear that you don't want to pursue anything sexual or anything past a certain point of making out or yeah. third base. The more that you can communicate, the less someone has assumed expectations because what they are know as a possibility is out there on the table.
0: Well, I think that, you know, this can be a conversation had in advance, too. Yeah that you necessarily know your mood or if you're gonna be in the mood for sexy time but i mean watch movies and you'll see the husband gets the wife lingerie for valentine's day yeah you know things like that and if that's something you want to do and you're into talk about it in advance you know like i really like Red lingerie. Man, I'd really love to give you a special present the evening of Valentine's. Maybe we start with an oil massage and see where it goes. Engage their reaction and see if they're into it or, you know, whatever it is. But talk about that in advance as well. So that way you're not surprising your, uh, one of your partners with lingerie and they're uber offended by it because they're not into that at all. That's something you should know.
1: Funny that you use that reference. I knew this guy who, we hung out a decent bit 20, 25 years ago. And he wasn't good at dating. So he Do I know this person? You do not. Okay, darn it. You have never met this person. Okay. So one time he brings this girl over, and they've been dating like three days. And we're doing a little Valentine's double date thing, you know. I started dating my my wife around this time Mm -hmm. and this guy three days dating this girl oh no bought her sexy red lingerie yeah it's a thing you see it in movies so you think it's what you do and she opened it and she's just mortified (laughs) like what first off like how does he know her size he probably doesn't so he guessed
0: it's probably too small
1: right and second three days (laughs) three days some people that's totally cool yeah Communicate that ahead of time, like Bella said, so that the partner is not like, are you kidding me right now?
0: <laughs> That's crazy. I'd be like, out the door.
1: But this is an important time to remember that that just because, and, and I'm not speaking of a specific gender. I could because it typically happens statistically more in the male gender. But just because you're buying your date a fancy dinner and a fancy show and going on a fancy thing and then coming back to your place it does not mean that they owe you sexual returns. They
0: don't owe you shit.
1: When you're doing these things for someone, don't do it expecting repayment of the sexual nature because that's where the trouble gets in. Do it because you want to do it because you care about the person or don't do it at all.
0: Uh-huh, exactly.
1: Don't ever expect repayment for something you've done, because then it's not a gift, it's a purchase.
0: Oh, And you know what else I've come across? And maybe we should do a whole episode on sex. I've come across, as I get older, dating older guys, and there has been a time or two when they've said, oh, I've already taken my Viagra pill, so are you gonna help me or what?
1: Yeah, No, again.
0: No, bro, that's on you. Right. Not my fault. Your blood pressure's through the roof, and you need to get some. You can handle your own shit.
1: If we would have communicated... Right. ...beforehand, your expectations wouldn't have just burned you.
0: Don't put that shit on me.
1: You took the pill. and And that's easy. And then on the other side of this, if someone is showering you with expensive dinners and gifts and movies... You don't have to feel obligated oh, to give don't. anything in return. It's your choice to do however you want to do. If they're doing this for you, it's because they want to.
0: Don't let them use Valentine's Day to guilt trip you into anything.
1: Right. Or any day. Yeah. Or any state. Any reason,
0: any excuse.
1: Oh, this turned be into a, a
0: great PSA. <laughs>
1: Well, it's important because I think this is also a time of year where this happens more because of the expectation. Mm -hmm. And then people may feel guilty that they accepted all these gifts and then they felt pressured into doing something they didn't want to do. Right. But now because they felt like they were feeling guilty because of the gifts, that maybe they can't speak out about it. Yep. Because then people might say, well, why did you accept all these things? And so a lot of people may not say what they need to say to protect themselves or for safety. I get it. And if anyone ever says, well, why did you do all those things? That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking bullshit. You accepted all those gifts because they were given to you before negotiations of anything. Right. If anyone does anything for you before negotiation, it's a gift. Yep. Yep. Anything otherwise is bullshit. (laughs) Anyway. So love
0: oh mushy love (laughs) we've been all over the place this episode
1: we really have we wanted to cover all our bases Yep. we wanted to cover first base
0: second second base base.
1: well i really hate to end this on such a serious note yeah so maybe we could share one lovey little valentine story before we go
0: oh a lovey valentine story You know, I really, I can't come up with anything. I just don't typically have the best Valentines. You know, and we've been together three years now, and I'm not saying that our Valentines have ever been bad. I just can't recall that we've ever done anything kind of above and beyond, especially because our anniversary falls days before Valentines. Right. So we tend to do special things for the anniversary, maybe do a dinner or something for Valentines. We don't do extraordinary things that stand out. And in previous relationships, I just... Man, I've had a handful of bad ones. And so the bad memories maybe overcloud anything good. I can't think of any Valentines that have been extraordinary. You know? A dinner, a a movie, a massage. Like, just nothing out of the ordinary.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sad about it. It just nothing stands out in my memory. So I got two. Okay.
1: I mean, Valentine's Day, like I said... I've historically been the one providing the entertainment, I guess, for right. lack of a better word. So I would orchestrate a lot of stuff, you know, whether it's flowers or candies or movies or dinner. There was a restaurant called the Homestead in Walla Walla mm-hmm. and they have the best New York steak. I think I've eaten anywhere and I miss it. And we'd go out to the Homestead on some Valentine's days. As our little traditional thing. And one time we were there and this random person came up and took our picture. Yeah. You know, and then created this little photo cover thing or, uh, you know, f- a cover. Yeah. A frame out of cardboard and gave it to us not expecting money.
0: Ran- weird. right? With a rose.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was just really cute. It was. I wonder if the restaurant
0: hired this person to
1: just entertain their guests, give them things. It might have been. They did special Valentine's yeah. dinners, so it might have been associated with yeah. that. But it goes kind of back to what you are saying about celebrating with friends and stuff, or what I was saying about just finding someone and doing a random nice thing. Right. So that was kind of fun. Nice. But the big one that I remember is that one of the very first years after moving back into Washington State, mm-hmm. a decade and a half ago now, I organized a trip. Flew my wife to Seattle, Mm -hmm. we stayed at the Edgewater Motel, which actually hangs over the water. Nice. Got one of the rooms that hangs over the water. Mm -hmm. No, that wasn't that trip. We flew to Seattle. I don't remember the name of the motel. It was close to downtown, but we got the honeymoon suite Mm -hmm. and did this big old luxurious thing. It was the first time I was going to take her to Seattle and there was a massage parlor down in the sub floors, like golden chandeliers. This place was stacked (laughs) and and it was one of the very first experiences because she's from Wyoming. Yeah. Spent most of her life in Wyoming. And then this was my chance to show her big city stuff. Right. And so she'd never got to see stuff like this. So a big fancy motel. Honeymoon suite, massage parlor thing, and then we got to walk around the pier and all the touristy parts of Seattle.
0: Nice.
1: We took a limo from the airport to the hotel. Limos are always
0: fun. And
1: a limo back, and so it was. It was a few days of extravagance and over the topishness. Right. So that was really cute.
0: That's really cute and fun. What a good memory. Yeah,
1: I think the Edgewater was an anniversary that we yeah. had. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So we'd love to hear your stories.
1: Oh, more than anything.
0: More than anything. Tell us all of your lovey, mushy, romantic Valentine's memories. Or... Tell us about your shitty ones or funny ones.
1: I am always down to hear a good dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, it's a good time. And honestly, if we get some good ones, we'll read them on the air. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, let us know if you want us to share your story. Uh, We'll do it like a bonus episode for Patreon or something. We'll we'll put it out there.
1: And we'll keep it anonymous if you want to keep it anonymous. We definitely won't use other people's names because we don't have permission for that. Yeah. So we'll just go by like initials or something.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out. But tell us your stories. We want to hear them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So until we get some of those, and until our next episode, I think that we have a dinner date. We do. So we must abscond from here. Abscond? What the fuck does abscond mean? To depart in a sudden and secret manner. Secret? Yeah.
0: We are going to abscond. (laughs) Okay, bye! We're absconding.
1: Absconding! Absconding.
0: Thank you for talking your poly off
1: with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I love poly and liking the page polyamory get your heart on.
0: You can also find I love poly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I love poly
1: cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepoly.org. We would love to hear from you.
0: That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at
1: ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural.
0: So until our next discussion, Polly and fam.
1: Live like there's no tomorrow.
0: Laugh until it hurts.
1: And, and love, love without, without limits.
0: limits.